It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. Uh, Today we're doing part of our preseason series and we're going to do the Manly Trebojevic's. Ryan, are you excited to talk through, I guess this is Trap City, this, this team? Well, yeah, well, I think it's just the Manly Trebojevic now. They've uh, they've ditched the other two, haven't they? Uh, Turbo's over in the US, and uh, Ben, I don't know where Ben is. He's in reserve grade. So, yeah, it's just the uh, the, the Manly Jakes. Nobody, nobody cares about Ben, mate. <laughs> Not uh, even his mum. Poor Ben. Poor Ben. <laughs> I'll, uh, he's probably at that wedding, that wedding that Rob was at for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Rob. Yeah, hey, Rob. Oh, yeah. How you going, yeah, mate? He- Another many, wedding in between the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just came back from wedding actually. Um, yeah, just off air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were actually hosting it while we were doing the last episode. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so guys, obviously we're going to talk about Manly today. It's, it probably should be a fairly short episode um, because there's not really a lot happening here. But there's a couple of guys that we do want to go over, and probably the number one name that we need to talk about is. Tommy Trebojevic, who finds himself uh, with a price that is way higher than what it should be because reasons. So um, he start he what did he average last year? Like thirty something? Yeah, thirty seven. Um, thirty seven point six. Uh, they've priced him at six hundred and thirty eight though, which is you know mid forties, forty four. Now we did a Trebojevic article, but I found it interesting that. Um, in two of his last three seasons, Trebojevic didn't average 44. Uh, mm. He averaged less. So I don't really understand the thinking behind that price. Like, I can understand, like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not in favour of people adjusting prices at all. But, Ryan, they've taken Trebojevic from what was already just a gigantic risk to, like, a hard-no ultimate trap who's currently sucking in 7% of teams. Yeah, it's they, they love to play funny buggers with prices, and I think they've they've done it purely because they thought if they priced him at thirty seven, well, everyone's going to start with him, and he's an obvious buy. He's going to average fifty five, be a gun. Um, like that seems to be the think they're thinking. Uh, but I think even if he was at thirty seven, I'd be I'd be leaning no, but he'd be a little bit more of a question mark. But priced in the mid forties, oh, jeez, I just can't touch it. Yeah. It, it, I actually like. I'm, I'd be so comfortable taking Jaden Campbell over Trebojevic. It's not funny. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. We should probably yeah. dig into Just, why. There's <laughs> people going to be wondering. Yeah, well, he's probably the uh, the big thing for me with Trebojevic is he's he's so one dimensional, right? Mm. You look at the, the, here's some model of consistency for you. So since 2016, fullback starts of at least 71 minutes. 12 games in 2016, 21 in 17, 21 in 18, and then 10, 5, 14, and 6. So that's a first alarm bell that's ringing is he's managed to, across the last four seasons, complete 35 games of 70-plus minutes, Mm. which is, you know, first thing, like even that should be enough to dissuade you. But, you know, we've got the base stats here, 23, 25, 24, 28, 25, 28, 26. You know, so that, that's, that's, 
the consistent part, but here's the attacking stats. 20, 26, 28, 29, 23, 49. Ball. 19. <laughs> 49. So he he more than he, – he almost – doubled his next best season, which was 2019 where his attacking stats was 28.8 and he went to 48.7. So it was a full 20 points a game higher. And coincidentally, his attacking stat, his his average was a full 20 points higher. So, I mean, I mean, he's just, he just, all of that, like 49 of that big year was attacking stats. The base was the exact same. His base is like mid twenties. And then, you're relying on massive amounts of attacking stats to, to get you up any more than that. Now, the problem with that is Trebojevic is going to be playing in a bad manly team that's more than likely destined for the bottom four, carrying an injury already, off a recurring, you know, hamstring injury, a shoulder surgery. Uh, just, like, I, I can't think of a good reason to want to invest in him at all. I, I, He'll play Origin as well, right? And he'll mm. play Origin if he's, if he's if healthy. He's yeah. yeah. So, and he's got to buy in round two, uh, which game theory wise is actually probably a good thing because you know you're you're much less likely to have a red dot in round two than you are in round like six or seven. So, I think yeah, he is a big concern for me, and also he's liable to be one of those guys that gets a rest at sixty five minutes if Manly are winning on the one game that they win by twenty points this year. Um, so yeah, he's a big, big worry for me. Rob, did you have anything to add to that or? No, no, that's all. Those are all the, the key points I think with Turbo. Um, just, just massive PVL bully, I think. Um, and yeah, look, how can you, how can you start with him now? Injuries are part of his base, right? Like yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Hemi's, Hemi's, uh, like <laughs> 0.4, right? Per year or something like what's the, he needs another, another column of, of Hemi stats. Yeah, um, oh, mate. But I mean, he, he, let's say he's fit the whole year. I don't think he averages fifty. Mm. I don't know. So, I think he. I think yeah. You're, you're right. He's probably he'd probably be close to fifty. But well, there's just no way. Yeah, there's just no way that he's getting through a whole season through rest yeah. or through injury. No. Like it's just not happening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no boy. Um, no. And, like, if you look at his average per year as well over the last couple of years, it tends to correlate with how good Manly are. Like, yes. in, 20, in, in 2020, in 2022, um, Manly are a, a, a bad side, not a top eight side, and his average correlates to that. And, and then when you look at 2019, his best year outside of PVL ball, Manly were actually quite good and they finished sixth. So, and that was, you know, he tickled 50 that year. So, mm. I, I think that's the, the best case that he's that Manly uh, fighting for a top four spot and he averages 50. Um, so, yeah. if you think Manly are going to be a top four side or can compete for it, then hey, maybe he's worth the punt. I just can't see it myself. And with that round two buy, you get a free look in, in round one. Take a look in round one, um, and maybe you can adjust in round three if, if um, he shows something in round one. Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah, no, so I, the upside I can't. I don't think it's worth the risk. So I think we've we've mm. nailed that, and we've we've got that one correct. Uh, and let's we'll we'll move on now. So the rest of the backline: Ruben Garrick, Kula, and um, I mean th- those two are probably locked in. There's some question marks around the balance of the team in that way. Uh, Saab, I think, is out for a while with the knee. Uh, and they're probably looking at... I've got 
you know, we've got Harper and Tui Pilotto in there at the moment, but I mean, there is Brad Parker and there's also this uh, young fella, KO Weeks, who is got a lot of positive raps and they're saying that if, if Turbo is not really ready for round one, he might, uh, he might be the one that fills in there and not Garrick. So, um, mm. He's interesting. He's a bit light at 90 kilos and 182 centimetres, but um, he's uh, he's another one of those speedy sort of guys and another one at the at the base price. So if he was to pick up a centre or a wing spot, he'd be somebody that I'd be I'd be sort of interested in for round one. Uh, Ryan, have you seen much on him? Oh, just a little bit we saw off the bench of him last year. I think he had a couple did of games he, off the bench. Did he start last year? last year at all? Or did he just was he just a kind of bench guy? From memory, I think he was just coming off the bench for a couple of games. Yeah. I remember. Oh, he had one game of fullback. He had one game of fullback Garrick, at round twenty five. Surely Garrick would start at the back though. Well, well, it's actually interesting that we um, bring up Garrick, and, and this, I think, adds to the Tom Trevojevic point, not that we want to keep going on about Tommy, but like Garrick last year at fullback, um, and he was very good at fullback last year. A lot of people owned him. He averaged 47.7, and that was with uh, six points per game in goal kicking. So, I mean, take out the goal kicking, it's 41, and do you think Turbo is going to be significantly better than what Garrick was doing last year as well? So that's just another point, I guess, you can throw on. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I, I, yeah. So I think Weeks is probably the only one in this back line that I'm interested in if he was to get either a centre or a wing spot. I think he's would definitely be, you know, vying for selection in either one of those roles. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there with Manly. Um, <laughs> I think you said on one of the other episodes, I think it was the Sharks episode about uh, if an NRL, t- NRL team wasn't serious, was serious, they wouldn't let Morgan Harper play an NRL t- game ever again. But or something to that effect. So, um, yeah, definitely a concern. But um, we might move on to the halves pairing here with two other guys who are relevant for fantasy, one for a bad reason and, and one for maybe later in the year. So um, starting, let's start with DCE. So I did an article on DCE thinking that maybe he might have a little bit of value and came to the conclusion that he probably doesn't. So looking at his average last year, um, just a tick under 50, uh, sorry, under 60, uh, unfortunately, just you know, no goal kicking there. Um, I expect a lot more of the same from Cherry Evans in in 2023. Um, Rob, any reason to expect anything significantly better or worse from DCE? Or no, I'm not. I'm not sure DCE's ever had value in his life <laughs> in fantasy. But he's maybe his, his rookie year. That was about it. Yeah, true, true. Um, <laughs> but he, he he is you know he's as advertised. He he yeah. gets yeah. he gets scores and he doesn't kick goals and um mm. he'll probably get much of the same and we'll probably maybe think about getting him at some point later in the season but maybe don't yeah, start with him Matt, with 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 matt burton averaging with, like 65 and, with, and, with Hines and cleary yeah. and then cleary and Hines. like why would you yeah and he's gonna play origin as well so yep. yeah just get Hines. just get Hines. like well, that's, yeah. that's, that's been the argument for a couple of people um, wanting to start with Cherry is, you know, like he's cheaper than Cleary and Hines. So you're getting this captaincy half that's, you know, about 130K, 100, 100K cheaper than Cleary, 130K cheaper than Hines. But if our projections are correct, you, you're sort of paying the same price for, uh, you know, Dewey who's 80K less or Burton who's, what, 120K less um, who are going to put up potential potentially similar scores. So yeah. I think you either want to go with the Cleary or go down to Burton or Dewey or Hastings, something like that for your halves. 
Yeah. No. 100 percent agree. agree um good good player just not relevant right now mm-hmm. um josh schuster though um is Oof. another one in the tom trebojevic uh bracket so i actually woke up the other day and i said to you guys i'm choosing violence today um on the instagram because <laughs> i had 24.4 percent of teams at the moment with josh schuster in the side um and i can't work out why um with schuster I mean, yes, he's dual, um, and but I mean, he was a, he was in twenty six point four percent of teams, so it's actually gone down by two percent um, since I put the article out. <laughs> the amateur so effect. Maybe people are actually listening. Um, They're inevitable. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, yeah we saw from Schuster. Um, so I did a I did his article there. So. Just Schuster, when he played with DCE, uh, averages sixty, uh, average seventy kick meters per game, which is worth two points. Um, the two games he played with DCE in the halves, he was was in two thousand twenty one during PVL ball, where he averaged fifty, but that was only seventeen points of base and thirty three of attacking stats. Um, last year, or oh, he's got nineteen points in base and averaged thirty four. Uh, sorry. 19 points in attack and average 34. So very similar base, just, you know, halved the attack. Um, but actually those two games, 19 points per game in attack is more than Cody Walker still. So, I mean, it's not like he's a, uh, you know, he, he, that's a limited amount of attacking play for a, for a half. So, um, you know, I really got him, I got him averaging about where he's priced and, like, I mean, it's entirely possible that he actually finishes this year cheaper than what he's starting, uh, but mm. really maybe one to two points of value unless any, you know, Ryan, do you have anything sort of significantly different there? No, if anything, I've got him averaging a little bit lower than you. Um, just, uh, this is just another Blake Braley from a couple of years ago, isn't it? Um, at, mm. at what we thought he was going to be priced, um what he should have been priced based on his average last year, he he would have been the most owned player in fantasy and rightfully so. But priced where he is now is, yeah, just a huge trap. Um, I I can't see him <laughs> having close to $100,000 worth of value, let alone one hundred and fifty. So, yeah, no. big big stay away. Yeah, big, very big, huge, massive concern with Schuster. Um, yeah, he's, you know, sometimes fantasy is a hard game and sometimes it's an easy game. Um, and with this, it's an easy game. Just take him out of your team. It's just upsetting so. that they made the decision for us on this one, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure he would have been risk-free. I mean, he, he, would have been, he would have been risk-free at that price. But, like, just let us, let us make our own errors. Don't, don't yeah. change the price. I, <laughs> I would have been much happier if they'd priced him at something that would have made the decision. Like, if they put him at, say, 380, like, that would have been, yeah. okay, now there's a decision here. Like there's a risk yeah, here. That, well, that's what I was going to say to you guys just now. Is is let's say he's three ninety nine. Would you buy him? What's uh, three ninety nine? That's about what twenty twenty eight. Um, yeah, that, that I, would be I, interesting, I would. right? I would. I, I, I think. Yeah, you'd be borderline for me, but I, I think I would. Yeah, at three ninety nine, I take the plunge. I think I said anything with a three in front of it, I'm in before the prices came out. So, and then it was nowhere near that. So. Mm. Um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely a big trap there for Schuster because he really needs a massive improvement. Like he needs a full 
10 points of improvement, and I have no idea where he's going to get it from. If DCE got injured and he was playing in the halves with Carl Lawton, different story, but he's not. He's playing with a guy who's going to make 400 and something kick meters every game. He's going to, the ball's going to run around Turbo and Schuster. And then, uh, sorry, Turbo and DCE, and Schuster's the third in that every single time. So mm-hmm. big concerns. All right. Um, Croker was relevant once upon a time, but not now. They welcome Kelmatur Lungi to the back row. Uh, to join Olakawatu, Tuolangi obviously uh, was relevant last year, not relevant now. There is a little bit of value there in Tuolangi for sure, but not enough to make you want to pay 500 grand for the headache. Olakawatu is an interesting one. Priced at 50, has I'd almost bet my house that he's going to score more than that without injury. So in games where he plays at least 70 minutes, his average is 40. No, that's not right. Oh, I'm looking at his reserve grade stats. Der- <laughs> like a moment, mate. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. In games where he plays at least 71 minutes, the average is 50. Uh, but just in 2022, um, no, it's less. It's only 46.8. What the hell happened there? Yeah, he's a bit of a roller coaster looking at his score. Like he's got an 18 in 80 minutes uh, against mm. the Dragons in round 19. Uh, seems like a little bit of a try merchant. Like he needs he needs that big he's attacking a, play. Yeah, he's a game breaker, isn't he? He's he is a bit like Fafita, like we discussed. He's a kick yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, he is yeah. a kick out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, all right. I retract my statement. I'm not betting my house on this guy. He's a dud. Don't, um, don't bet your house on him. Yeah, no, definitely not. No, thank you. Moving along. All right. The middle forwards, Jake Trubojevic, priced at 44. You know, three years ago, we'd be looking back going, Trubojevic at 44, my God, get him in your team right now. But oh, he um, might get 47. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, unfortunately, I think, I don't know what's what's happened to him, but maybe the, the new form of the game just doesn't suit him. He's fallen off a cliff. Um, and then you've got LAA and Paseka, also both probably a touch of value for each of them, but but not enough. Um Bench round out of uh, Kepi, Sipley, and Condon for the forwards. But there's one guy here who I am really interested to talk about, and I spoke to Ryan a little bit about it. I don't think I spoke to you about it yet, Rob. So, No, I, I saw your prediction, and I'm interested because I love Carl Lawton so much. So. Yeah, can Maybe we have, uh, have, you have your pamphlet for, uh, for the Carl Lawton religion, please? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll so, have it. I love him. <laughs> yeah. So fun, fun fact with Carl Lawton. Um, I haven't actually, I've done his article, but haven't actually linked it to his <laughs> his profile on the thing, so no one's probably read it yet. Um, so Carl Lawton is, uh, or have I just not written it yet? It's typical Mark, keeping the good stuff to himself. Yeah. Keeping the A set to himself. Hang on. Let me yeah, mate. I was I was clicking like a madman on that on that article, <laughs> mate. You know, you no, you guys didn't even notice because you were like, yeah, I noticed that yesterday. If you read it, which means you don't even care about me. I know. It's fine. No, I, I do, mate. I do. I, I picked up a few things for you today, mate. Yeah. All right. Okay. You did actually. Um, my mistakes, not my good work. That was the difference. The so, good work is <laughs> taken for granted because it's always excellent, mate. Yeah. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Um, so obviously, the big news for Manly is they've. Uh, lost Dylan Walker, who was their utility come, actually played a lot of minutes in the middle, and somebody's got to fill that role. Um, I believe that that person is going to be Carl Lawton. Uh, he is going to be exactly nine months post-ACL in their kickoff of their first game in round one. Uh, nine months is plenty of time for Lawton. He's been doing all of his strength stuff, on the, and he's going to be back on the field for training after Christmas. Uh, so he should be 
basically ready for the trials or, or thereabouts, and if not for round one. Um, I had a little bit of an exchange with NRL physio yesterday who tells me he is in agreement with that. The gist of it is basically that Dylan Walker played about 45 minutes a game last year, and somebody's got to take those minutes. It's not going to be Aloye or Paseka or Sean Kepi. They're going to want somebody doing the exact same role that Walker was doing, and Lawton fits that bill. He can play hooker. He can play in the centres. He can play in the halves or whatever if he has to. Like, he, you know, he can do that job for Manly. Um, and Dylan Walker was averaging, you know, mid-30s, uh, or, you know, low to mid-30s last year. And I mean, Lawton's PPM when he plays in the forwards is better than Dylan Walker's playing in the forwards, just, only just. But so Dylan Walker last year averaged 33 fantasy points per game uh, in the role playing sort of 30 to 50 minutes. So, you know, if Lawton does that from 250K, it's, to, it's over 200K in price rises, um, even if he was a bit worse. Would um, you say that Lawson plays more on the edge, though, coming off the bench than... I don't, mate, I don't Walker? think it matters. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's fair. Like, Carl Lawton loves a try. Um, so that might be contributing to that increase. It probably depends on what they do with that third bench spot. Like, if it's Ben Condon or if it's Morgan Boyle or someone like that. Mm. So if it's a Morgan Boyle or a, you know, Bully Moore type, then we can look maybe he might play some minutes on the edge and at hooker instead of in the middle. But I actually don't – I'm not actually convinced that it really matters. No. So, I guess um, I guess the only sort of pushback I can give and like the wild card in this scenario is the fact that they do have Anthony Seabold and not Des Hasler there now. So yes. I guess I guess there is a chance that they could change up their rotations. Maybe they don't want someone in that Dilla Walker role. I mean, who knows what Seabold's going to do. So um, mm-hmm. I, I love it. And if he is in that role, I agree. Um, it might just, I guess it might just be one to eyeball in the trials, see what, see how man will play it, if, if they do use him in that role. Remembering the round two bye, is it worth a couple of weeks or just one week to see? I don't happens? really want to be planning to spend trades in round three. Mm. And a 250K, that's someone you can keep in your 21. That's for a week. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Play. Yep. No, so I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I've got my eyeballs on him. I'm not 100% sure. I'm just curious at the moment. Mm, no, I, I like it. it. I hope you're right. The thing is they, they might choose yeah. to go with like a Cooper Johns or something in that role. Boo. Yeah. So Cooper that, Poo. Pooper. He's the, yeah, Cooper Pooper Johns. Pooper Johns. Yeah. So he's my big uh, he's my big worry, I think, is, is them deciding to go that way. Is he way. in your team currently, Mark? Yes. Oh, I love that so much. But I'm like, I mean, is at the end of the day, like it's my my feeling around um, putting 250k guys in your team is only put them in there if you think there's a pretty strong chance that they're actually going to be in your team because so many goes like we get a screenshot of a team and they got like Jaden Burrell or something in there who you know is not going to be in the team for round one and they go oh yeah who's our our man who's our man the hooker from the Tigers. (laughs) Yeah, Ru- Rua Nakatura or whatever his name was. <laughs> the seven percent uh, of you oh, that have it. And that Valence Tafare, yeah, everyone's got him in their team. Oh mate, well they think he's gonna be playing on the on the edge or on the They on the just stem. signed Tessie New. There's like even less of a chance now. Like Oh well, he's mate, he's gonna Beat play him, on Rob. the wing. He's gonna play on the wing. He's taken Jermaine Asako's spot. The amount of um Valence Tafari Twitter like it's unbelievable. He's he's everywhere. Get 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 out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my my four 250k guys that I've got in my team at the moment is Lawton, Tommy Talau, Khan Pereira, and, Tyre- and Tyrell Sloan. Oh, yeah. 
I think I found my favorite 230k for the Broncos in three percent of teams. Blake Moser. Oh, Moser's mate, a good that, one, eh? Well, that's because we spoke about him on the podcast. I heard yeah, that. True. Good reps on him, I think. <laughs> the amateurs bump. Inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Howarth, twenty-one percent of teams again. Oh, it's unbelievable. Again. He's been on. He's been on twenty-one percent of teams since people pe- since he was added to the app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people love it, eh? I mean, I, look, I, I, he'll be in my team if he's in their team, but I don't know if he's going to be. Without a doubt, but so, it's just not going to happen, is it? No, no, I don't Maybe know. off the bench. we got Storm to come. Yeah, mm. yeah, big concerns. Save it, mate. Save. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them in a couple of days when we record the Storm podcast and not immediately after this. Full of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys, I think that'll probably do us for the Seagulls. Yeah, so basically um, probably don't buy any of them. Is, is maybe the short version of it, unless Weeks is, is in the back line somewhere. It's probably the, the smart play. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Hope this was informative and we talked you out of uh, getting trapped by Trebojevic and Josh Lister. And we'll uh, talk to you next time. Love you guys.